Hey there, friends. It's Nick. So yesterday I mentioned that I was in the workshop and I'm, I was rebuilding the roof of this, this birdhouse. And today I've been back in there. I've been doing the staining and what have you, second coat of staining. And one of the things that was interesting about yesterday was that because I was building something and I was taking apart this old bed, bed frame, I think I mentioned, and using that, using bits from that to rebuild this this little room. And there was the usual amount of sorting and nail banging and screwing and all that kind of stuff, which, you know, all the usual stuff that you do, I guess, if you were building something out of wood, but what there wasn't actually any of yesterday was using a vice. So if you're, you know, if you can cast your mind back to when you did, I don't know, design technology, it was for me in the eighties at school, you'd go into the workshop and everyone would get a bench or she'd share a bench and every bench would have at least a vice, a person, um, something called a face vice. I think the, the vice that's on the front, usually on the left-hand side of the, of the woodworking bench. And of course, that's what you need to hold things still, to hold things tight, to clamp them in so that you can work on something with two hands, but I don't have a vice for a reason that currently escapes me. I took the really old lacquered vice off my workbench when, when we got this place where this bench is situated and I haven't yet replaced it. And that can be a real, <laughs> can be a real pain when you're, when you're working with wood. But one of the things I've learned when I've been looking into getting a new one is that A lot of the people who are really expert with wood, they don't use a vice. In fact, they certainly don't, don't have benches with, you know, three or four vices on them in different positions. Yes. Most of them do have a face vice, but for example, in one of the classic things that we might have used a vice for back in school was clamping a piece of wood so we could plane it. So we could try and get that lovely sort of flat plane. Um, using one of those classical planing tools. But what you'll find is people who are really good with wood, they don't clamp the wood down in a vice to do things like planing, partly because vices are kind of inherently, you know, you're limited to size and thickness and what have you, but also because the really talented craftsmen, the really talented practitioners. They want to feel the wood that they are planing. So they, they might use something called a planing spike, which is essentially a way of, of stopping the wood moving away from you, but it's only doing that in one dimension. It's not like a vice where it's cramped. And I was reading one of them talking about this and he, he was talking about, you know, the problem with a vice is that, that there can be too much force and there can certainly be too much time. What, what, what we're interested in doing when we are working with wood is we're interested in the flow. We're interested in being able to, to manipulate things quickly as, you know, as quickly as possible while still doing a good job. And part of that job is being able to feel the wood move when you plane it. So knowing that you have to get the planing right is, you know, one of the things he said is if you, if you only ever clamp a piece of wood down, so it can't move at all. So it's a mobile when you are planing, that doesn't make for great technique because really high quality craftsmen, my, 
one of my uncles actually was a, I mean, he's, he's, he's been gone a few years now, but he was a high quality craftsman, a wood, a woodworker. He, his company did a lot of the work refitting the QE2 when it had the, you know, this, this massive multi tens of millions of pounds refit 20, 25 years ago. Um, you know, he was a proper craftsman and I remember watching him work and, you know, he was like this too. He didn't clamp everything down. He would buck the wood up against something and then plane through it, finding that kind of through line where he and the wood were actually in sync rather than kind of fighting each other. And I just think this is really interesting. Yesterday, I was quite frustrated, I'll be honest, that I didn't have a vice, but one of the things that it made me do is think about how I was backstopping the, the wood that I was sawing in general, didn't do much planing yesterday, but sawing and where I was putting the pressure and how much pressure did I want to put on and, and actually what was weirdly true is that, I mean, I've got quite a small bench, but all of this chopping and changing was actually really smooth and really quick as I was just changing where the pegs were that was backstopping the wood or changing the kind of, yeah, the, the things that I was using to keep the wood in place, but only ever in that one dimension. So why am I rambling on about this? Because we spend a lot of our time doing things where we metaphorically at least have to clamp things down very, <laughs> very often ourselves. And I think it's a really interesting thing to think about that these craftspeople and, you know, I don't know about you, but I aspire, I aspire to a level of craft, to a level of mastery in my work. And one of the ways in which, you know, those odd occasions where I feel like I'm getting something close to it for a short time is where the work is flowing, where I'm working with, with the wood or however you want to, you know, use that metaphor. And I'm not having to clamp either the work or myself or some or third party down so I can do that. Anyway, I just think that's an interesting metaphor to think about when we are thinking about the work that we do, the craft that we do and how we want to show up in the world. Anyway, thanks for listening. Remember that your story means business. And if you want to dig deeper into what I do, search online for story.business. Bye now.